0: And I think the teachers appreciate that, too. You know, school should be a place where kids, you know, are able to you know, explore their curiosity and create things. But that's also a place for teachers where they can try different things and learn new things and be somebody different than they, than they have to be 24-7 at home, they, where it's okay to think differently and try new things. It should be a safe place where ideas are grown, you know, where ideas are grown and where everybody's working together for the best for all of our kids and for our staff, you know, where they can learn from each other. And that's kind of what, what I it gets me excited.
1: Chris Jones here and welcome to Seeing to Lead, a show designed to help leaders increase their ability to effectively support, engage, and empower their staff through intentional practices so that they create an environment, where everyone reaches their greatest level of success. On Seeing to Lead, communication rules the day as we hear voices from both teachers and leaders in an effort to examine perspectives, highlight misunderstandings, and provide steps to ultimately bridge the gap between what teachers need and provide through thoughtful dialogue. This show is about amplifying voices, creating understanding, and providing information to help everyone continually improve. I want to personally thank you for taking the time. Now, let's get to getting better. Jay Billy is the proud principal of Ben Franklin Elementary School in Lawrence Township Public Schools in Lawrenceville, New Jersey. Jay's been in educational administration since 1996. He was awarded the 2016 Exemplary Elementary Educator Award from the state of New Jersey Department of Education. As a pirate leader, we'll talk more about that a little later probably, Jay is passionate about school culture, continuous learning, Innovation in School and Supporting the Whole Child. He has presented at numerous conferences around the state and the country on subjects such as building positive school culture, becoming a pirate leader, using social media, classroom management, student engagement, and equity. Jay is the author of the book, Lead with Culture, What Really Matters in Our Schools, published by Dave Burgess Consulting. I couldn't be happier to have Jay on this show today because I was actually lucky enough when I first saw Jay... I was lucky enough to see him presenting in Worcester, Mass, at the Massachusetts ASCD um, and MassQ conference that they had. So, uh, Jay, welcome and, and thanks for coming on the show.
0: Thanks for having me, Chris. I'm like I feel blessed to be here. I was, you know, listening to some of the other podcasts you've done, and and so many of my friends from from up there in Massachusetts that I could connect with again. Um, but I really. Like I really appreciate the opportunity to kind of just talk about things that I love to do, so uh, thanks for having me on my
1: pleasure and so let's start there with the with the first question uh, things you love to do so what do you love about being a school leader?
0: Well, I love that I get to have an impact on the lives of, of our kids every single day. I feel blessed to to have a, a position where where I can do this to serve the teachers and the students and their families in a way that hopefully makes it, makes their lives better, but also can lead them into places where they never thought they might be. Uh, I, I really feel that um, being a school leader is something that uh, I was born to do. I didn't realize it when I was, you know, obviously growing up, um, but it's, it's something that that like every day I'm excited to come to work and I'm excited to, to see, you know, what what we can do. Um, just yesterday actually to tell to, to, um, we had a student who's um had had bus issues and missed the bus it was a kindergartner and with kindergartners in um, school I, I don't always you know we have been had masks on all year so I hadn't really had the opportunity to get to know this kid and just sitting with him for for about 30 minutes while we we're waiting for a ride for him i got to got to just kind of get to know, this five-year-old who I hadn't really gotten to know and just learned so much about him and his family. And, um, his parents were so nice, you know, when we got everything straightened out and got, got him home. Um, but it was just like, like I'm blessed. Like I thought like, wow, that, you know, it was an opportunity where most people, and it is for me many days, I'm going like, Oh man, we got another one left over. We got to figure this out. But like I, when it was over, I was thinking like, wow, I would have never got to know him that way. If I hadn't got to spend that 30 minutes with him, just sitting there talking, he's telling me about his family and his dad and his grandfather and his grandmother. And, you know, his dad's in in, um, right now in Bangkok, Um, but he was, they came from Bangladesh and he was telling me all all the stuff. And like I said, I I was like, wow, I get to spend time with these kids and and it's just, I'm blessed. I really am.
1: That's amazing to think that you have a student with that type of history walking around your halls. And as leaders, we might not know that. Yep. Like I said,
0: I I get into every class almost every day and I see them learning, but to have those conversations, like little things like that, just like get me jazzed up. It it was really, uh, you know, the teachers apologizing for the mistake and the busing and all that. And I'm like, no, it was like a gift. It really was a (laughs) gift.
1: So you talk, you say jazzed up and in, in your bio, we mentioned the idea of a pirate leader and people might not know that, but, you know, passion P for pirate for passion for the listeners that don't know, although it, it might be a little difficult for to run across somebody that doesn't know about the pirate thing, talk about a pirate leader.
0: What is that? So it, it comes from, um, there was a book written by Dave Burgess in 2012 called Teach Like a Pirate. Again, P stands for passion. Pirate is an acronym. It's not about, you know, sailing the seven seas and <laughs> pilfering and robbing and, you know, um, all that stuff, it's really, P, P stands for passion, I stands for immersion, R stands for rapport, um, building relationships, A stands for ask and analyze, which is really about looking at everything with a different lens, and T is for transform, transformation, and E is for enthusiasm. So all of those, all of those pieces come together, and um, he wrote it as a teacher, but when I, when I had the chance to read it and then hear Dave speak, it kind of changed who I was uh, a, a, as a leader. I always thought I was good at what I did. I really, really did i, I you know i've been I've been a principal since two thousand uh, i have been doing this for a long, long time. before that, I was a supervisor and you know did, you know then a teacher before that but but like I always thought I was good at what I did, but when I got to hear Dave speak and read the book, it changed um who who I was it, it allowed it freed me to really. Be the person I could be and build the school that I wanted to build, where where people were, you know, having fun at school and um showing their passions and sharing their passions and, you know, enthusiastic about coming to school every day. And so that, that's where the pirate comes from. You, you know, the people kind of some people tend tend to take that as, as something different but really for me it's all those things the p i r a t e uh, every day and trying to focus on, on on that and like i said the passion is really w- what drives me every day i just want want to you know I, I, obviously i wrote a book on school culture but um, I'm passionate about all things that happen at school every day. Like I said, spending time with the little little guys, the, you know, the morning um, bus duty, every morning getting out to see these kids come in off the bus, excited to be in school and, and kind of figuring out, you know, who needs a little extra time and who needs some extra supports. And, you know, high-fiving them and and then being out there every day and saying goodbye to them at the end of the day. Like that, those things, those are the best parts of my day. For some school leaders, those are like duties. For me, it's like what I do. Being in the lunchroom, hanging out with the kids, sitting down with them while they're eating, um, which, you know, has been a lot harder since COVID hit. But it's really been like, that's, that's the best, those are the best parts of my day and making those the best parts of the kids' days too.
1: So there's so there's so much in that I was as you were talking, I, I thought of a couple of questions that I had. But, you, you know, you talk about and, and it all stems back to kind of that example you gave in the beginning, about 30 minutes of relationship building with that student because the bus happened to be late. You took advantage of that. And you talk about the excitement, the passion and and people wanting to be there, students wanting to be there. So how do leaders right? Let's push this back a little bit to, to leaders and teachers, because you're talking about doing that with students. How do leaders get that type of culture, especially And you know, feel free to talk about your book at all. How do leaders get that going with teachers? Because as, as you may know, I'm, I'm teacher-centered. I see that as the big domino. If I can get teachers excited to come to school and to work and do their, what they're passionate about, then the, there's no way the students don't benefit. Uh, but do you, you have any tips or tricks for us on how you, you build that culture of enthusiasm, excitement, engagement?
0: Well, uh, again, uh, and I, as you probably can tell, I'm, I'm already excited about what I do every day. So I model it. Just a little. And a good, te- a good teacher does that too. So um, they see me out and about and, and being excited. Um, I'm playing music, dancing with the kids and they feel freed to do that too. And that's what I kind of, when I tell you about teach like a pirate that kind of freed me to be who I really wanted to be. like, there were things that that kids do every day that just are hilarious, and you know you're the principal and you're supposed to act in a certain way, and I found that no, it's okay, it's okay. That's that's kind of getting people to to to, to do that. So how do I, you know, I I by taking risks and trying things differently. Um, there's a Brad Curry quote, uh, and I want to get it right, but you know when or students take risks when they see their teachers taking risks and teachers take risks when they see their leaders take risks. And like, I do, I try to model that. I model that at my staff meetings. I, mo- I give permission when I hire, you know, I, t- I, I tell teachers, this is what I, I expect from you. I hired you because you said you would be this person. You're, you don't need to get in line. It's a, you know, that's again, I, I have lots of quotes, but that's a Ty Whitaker quote. We don't want them to get in line. We want them to lead. you know? So when I hire a teacher, I was like, this is why I hired you. That that person. So don't come here and be somebody who you aren't, you know, you bring something to the table that we might not have. You know, I, ha- I have a brand new teacher this year who, um, she, you know, she, she loves music and she plays the guitar and she plays the ukulele. So play, play in school, you know, that's her thing, play in school. I, I did an interview once with, with a, um, a teacher who, who I've since hired. And, you know, she, one of her passions was, she said is art. Cause I always ask that question, you know, what are you passionate about outside school? It's art. And I like, I asked her, I said, show me some of your art artwork, you know, in the, and since it was Zoom, she had it all around her. She could show it to me, you know. I had another teacher who who I've since hired, you know. It was singing. I asked her to sing a song for me. Again, I want them to know that that's okay. That's what I want in my school, you know. I want them I want them to know that that school should be amazing. I want the kids to know that, you know. Again, Shelly and Beth wrote and Lead Like a Pirate about, you know, we want we want to create a school where students, staff, and families are running in, not out, you know? And that, that's, what, that's what I want every day. When I see a kid running down the sidewalk, in my mind and in my heart, I'm going like, yeah, we did it, you know? Last year, to, to tell you a story, last year we were, uh, started the year virtually. So um, there were a lot of things. When we finally started coming back in a hybrid model, there were a lot of things that, that needed to be put in place for the first day in school, in school. And, you know, I was running around doing a hundred things and parents pulled up, dropped their kids off or buses pulled up and dropped the kids off. And, you know, we did our thing. And I got an email from a parent and they said, you know, we love, you know, we're so glad that our kids are back in school, but our daughter didn't get to experience what the first day is. You didn't have music playing like you usually do. You didn't have, and, and like, it hit me like, oh my goodness, I was so busy, do, you know, with all the minutia that I didn't do. And I guarantee you for every day, the rest of the week, there was music blaring, and there were people dancing outside there because I had let those kids down, you know? So, and I think the teachers appreciate that too. You know, school should be a place where kids are, you know, are able to you know, explore their curiosity and, and create things. But that's also a place for teachers where they can try different things and learn new things and be somebody different than they than they have to be 24-7 at home. They where it's okay to think differently and and try, try new things. It should be a safe place where ideas are grown. You know where ideas are grown, and where everybody's working together for the best for all of our kids and for our staff. You know where that they can learn from each other, and and uh, that's that's kind of what what I it gets me excited. You know, and and I want to model that, but I also want them to feel it, like they feel it. And I want the kids to feel it every day. You know, I want them to leave every day and go, man, that was the best day ever. You know, that was the best day ever, and then tomorrow, that was the best day ever. You know, and if we do that, man, we got something going.
1: And you really got something going if that happens over and over again. And that's, you know, it's funny that you mentioned that, that all the little things, they matter so much. So at at the beginning of school, at arrival every day, I'm out there playing music with my assistant superintendent and we're greeting kids and we're doing all that stuff. And we do welcome sign Wednesday, much akin, you know, like the Brian McCann, Marty Gagan do positive sign Thursday. Well, I don't know, because if I had to be different or if just the day that it started, the school you started on, it became welcome sign Wednesday. Whenever I miss a Wednesday because I'm out or because I have somewhere I have to be, it's funny because the kids ask me, they go, Dr. Jones, where was the sign? Like, are you going to do that this week? And it's the little things, so much so that I was shocked this past year at graduation where the salutatorian gave her speech and talked about the signs in her speech. And, and oftentimes we forget that. And it makes me think that those little things that sometimes get glazed over in the busyness of life when we're dealing with teachers make all the difference in the world. You know, we talk about how tired teachers are, if they could just do a little more, they will if they have those little things that you do. And it, it really sounds like it all starts for you with your hiring process. You know, as, as leaders, we sit around and we talk about how important the hiring process is. All the time, but, um, and, and, you know, we have different questions. We have different things we do. What's your go-to in your hiring process or what's, what's the most important piece of your hiring process as you see it to get somebody that's on board with this pirate mentality, this pirate attitude.
0: My go-to is, is, you know, all in hiring. I, I, and I, and unfortunately in firing, would I want my child in your class? You know, I, you know I, I, wanna, I want somebody who brings something different. You know, we talk about diversity and we have such a diverse staff and diverse, such a diverse student body and thing, but I want also diversity of thought. I want, I want people who are, are willing to challenge the status quo to, you know, to do things differently. But I also, like I said, I, I, and I say, I, I ask that question. You know, I have a third grade child. You know, personally, I, I I don't. My kids are older now, but let's just say, for instance, this is the question. You know, um, why do I want my third grader in your class? Uh, and that's a that's a go to question for me because if they can tell me something that gets me excited about if my third grader were going to be in their class, you know, I think that is that is a a, a key thing. And two years later. After I've had them in my building for two years, would I be excited if my third grader was still going to their class? You know, and that's how I look at them as as we go forward too. You know, that that's my tenure question when ten, when it's time for tenure. You know, would, would I want my would I want my child to be in this person's class? And like I said, if I if I can have twenty and I have twenty three classrooms in my building, if I can have twenty three teachers who I'm feeling good about my if my kid was going to be in their class, I, that that's that's kind of where I, where it, where it goes and it, and it doesn't have to be the same thing you know I have I have a teacher who who can teach reading to anybody teach reading to anybody and would I want my child in their, in, in their class yes yes I have a teacher who like I said who plays music and, and another one who's artistic Would I want my child in the class yes yes you know those creative things that, that go on in those classrooms is so good the first teacher's classroom, she can teach reading to anybody. And like her thought processes around that is so cool. Creativity, eh, not as much. So there, you know, that diversity of thought, having a little bit, something different for every student, and then, you know, kind of helping them find their way, give them a lot of different experiences in their time they're with it.
1: That's awesome. I want to ask you about You know, teachers that are in your building, because you said that and the the hiring process is important, but when you get into larger schools that leaders um, sometimes come into they have an existing staff right, and then they have the staff that they bring in, I want to ask you about relighting that lamp or rekindling that flame but the I think with you, that's going to be a little bit of a longer conversation. So if we could just take a second, hear from our sponsors, and we'll come right back. Today's podcast is brought to you by Better Leaders, Better Schools, who put out a great newsletter every Sunday called The Weekend Resource. This newsletter provides incredible value, sharing tremendous leadership resources from across a variety of resources. And I personally love the inspiring quote at the end of each weekend resource because I can use it with my staff. Subscribe by visiting betterleadersbetterschools.com forward slash weekend dash resource. I use Anchor to distribute the seeing to lead podcast because I find it to be the best tool to suit my busy schedule. Anchor has everything I need all in one place, offers hands-free distribution to everywhere podcasts are heard, and is free to use. I can use anywhere from some to all of its features based on what I need at the time. On top of all that, you can be mobile, recording, editing, and distributing all right from your phone. You can also easily make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. So go download the Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started today. All right, and we're back with Jay. And when we left, we were talking about the importance of the interview process, bringing passion in, and we had a really nice stream of thought, I guess you would call it, going on. But um, where you started to talk about diversity and something I just, I can't let go that really hit me is not just diversity in race, ethnicity, beliefs, things like that, but diversity of thought so that we we can learn to appreciate all of that. One of the things that I had mentioned before we left was the idea of inherited staff. And do you have anything for us as far as how do you relight that lamp or rekindle that flame is more like it in staff members that have kind of, They've kind of grown dim, maybe a little cynical. That you did not hire, that you want to not necessarily move on, because we're in the we're in the business of education, right? So we want to help people get better. How do you deal with that? And then I'll just be quiet and let you run with it.
0: Okay. So I've had to twice. First, when I was at Slackwood Elementary School, and now I hear at Ben Franklin, come into a school where the principal, the first place when I was at Slackwood, they had a principal for twenty years, and so I came in there. And there was a lot of um, tradition and a lot of stagnant practices uh, that was accepted. It, it was it, it was a beautiful place. Came in. I just had to come in and just be me and be transparent about what I knew. So like, I talk a little bit of my, my book about it. And since I wrote the book, you know, again I've come to this new school, Ben Franklin, and I had the same thing. It's about that transparency of who I am, what I know about the school and the people in the school, and who and what I expect, really my expectations. I, I uh, came here to Ben Franklin. I knew they had gone through three principles in five years. I was totally open and honest with the staff. And I, and I know it rubs people the wrong way until they get to know me. Um, but I was just like, you guys have gone through three principles in five years. That's not just on them, you know? The, you know? So let's talk about that. I had meetings with parents uh, that are telling me That they heard their children heard you guys talking about the old principal in the hallway. That can't happen. Very open and honest in a negative way. I had, I kind of laid it out there. I just went, so when I came here and I did this at Slackware too, because I knew that staff, I'd worked in the district for a while and knew that staff and I knew some things that I didn't like that I knew needed to change. I think that rubs people the wrong way that when you when they first meet you. And then they see where you're coming from, whether they want to admit it or not, there's a lot to I said, I said to my staff, I said, I said, you know, I was talking to personnel and there's no subs that wanna come here. We can't get substitutes. Oh no, we're nice. What, you know, we're, we're excuse me, we're we're nice to those people. We're, you know, we're and I'm like, okay, but they're telling me no sub wants to work, work in our building, you know. No sub wants to work in our building. So I'm struggling with that. Like, why, you know, why is this? You know, so this is how we're going to, we're going to treat subs in our building. Okay. We, you know, and I met with the front office people and said, this is how we treat families or parents when they come to visit, you know, not that they're, you know, again, not blaming anyone, just saying, this is the, these are the expectations, um, because You know, if we want to be that school that people think about when they drive by and go, man, that's an awesome place. I wish my kid went to school there. Or I'm glad my kid goes to school there. This is this is how we're gonna do. I'm when my first meeting with the families of Ben Franklin, I put it out there because again, there was a lot going on. Three principals in five years. You you know, and you know social media. Oh, yeah. Well, I said I said, okay, you know, here it is. This is this is how it goes. First meeting. 200 and some people out there in the audience I am on the microphone, you know, welcome I'm happy to be here, you know, looking forward to starting next year, can't wait to do the old principal was still here and I said, so, you know tell me, what have you heard about me, and people were very nice I, you know, I, I again, I'm not I, I'm pretty much out there so people know who I am and, and, yeah. and things like that um, and, and people were very nice, and I said, well let me tell you what I know about you And I pulled up some of the Facebook posts and I said, you know, this is my goal for our school. We want to be great. We can't be great with this going on. I said, we have problems. I'm not going to say we don't, but that's what we're going to work on together. That's what we're going to work on together. To put it out there on on social media is not going to make us great. How does that make us better? You know, and so I kind of put the families on blast and I supported my staff. So when when somebody got on social media, I called them. I called them on the carpet. And I only had to do that a couple times and word got around that and most of the time people were very nice coming back, you know? Like like but word got around that, you know, if you're going to do that, he's going to call you. So there's no keyboard ninjas. That 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 was over, you know? But they also like getting them to join in was Because they, I, I was who I said I was, you know. I was who I said I was, and they hadn't had that in a while. So, you know, when I say I get try to get into every classroom every day, I do, and it should never. And I say this, you know, in the book, but it should never be a surprise when the principal stops by. And in the past, it was, you know. We, I have to, I have to in my especially my kindergarten classes. I have to make a rule that that it's a silent wave because they all want to get up and run up and hug you, you know, every day, you know? (laughs) And so, no, we don't, you know, this is how we do it, but it's not a surprise that I, that I stop in just to see what's going on, you know, and that starts to develop the trust. And then you can start making inroads into, okay, this is something, you know, we'd like to pilot or do, or, you know, the, you know this, or just being in their classrooms and seeing the great things and writing them little notes and saying, "I love that. Do more of that." They do, you know, they 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 do. And so you start building that. Um, it, I was at the at, when we were at the conference in in Boston. Um, George Coro said, "Tradition is peer pressure from dead people." And again, there are a lot of great traditions in our school and and, and our things. But when you think about tradition in teaching and in education. We have to look past that. We have to grow. If we're not growing, we're standing still or or falling back. And so I kind of try. I try to push my teachers every day to try something new, to think differently, to to um, think outside the box, do some things differently. And um, I think again, you know, especially some that have been around for quite a while are very wary. Um, But usually, I think I do a good job of getting them. Feeling comfortable and, and and moving forward, you know, moving forward. As as I said, we we sit and you know, you know, everybody knows who the best teacher in the building or the, who the best couple of teachers at least are. Yeah, it's no secret, you know. I tell the new teachers when they come in you, in two weeks, you'll know. Follow them around. You know, follow follow those people around. That's who who. It's either it's either there's whispers about them from from parents, and they all want their kid in the, those class. Or there's those kids walking by, looking in the room, going like, wow, what's going on in there? I wish my kid was in there, you know, or I wish I was in that place. Everybody knows new teachers find that out very quickly, and hopefully they become that teacher. And like I said, if I have 23 of them, I'm I'm in good shape.
1: Right, you know? right. You, I mean, for anybody listening, you just hit on so many points that are so important for leaders to know about how to support and engage their staff. The idea of, I mean, you talk about social media and how powerful or negative or positive that social media can be. Um, What I'm hearing you say is that, look, if you want to get teachers fired up again, then you have to be authentic. You have to be bold, step out front, be authentic, and yes, call people on the carpet, be it social media or whatever, because so many leaders are afraid of social media and doing anything on social media. But you have to have that support piece behind it. You have to let the teachers know that you're doing it because you care, because you support them in getting to that final destination. So I think all of that, I think all of that's so important to know and for leaders to know. As we're moving through the podcast, I do have two questions I want to ask as we get closer to the end here. And the first one is all about you. It's who, not what would you be if you were not a leader?
0: Well, I can go two ways with this one.
1: Um, <laughs> Take them both. It's your show. It's up to you.
0: I don't know if you know it, but I'm Superman. Superman. Yeah, it, we don't tell a lot of people that. Okay. So, <laughs> so, so it's not. It's supposed to be a secret. So, really, I am Superman, but but I say that jokingly. Really, <laughs> like I think, who would I? Who would I really? So the the second way I thought, like Superman is, is somebody who is there for everybody, you know, obviously faster than a speeding bullet, more powerful than a locomotive, but sees everything that goes on all around them. So that's who I would want to be. But when I think about a like a real person, um, I want to be Mr. Gerald. He's my custodian. He has the best job in the whole world. Uh, and, and I don't say this joking at all. I always said that that would be my retirement job. You get to make people happy all day long. You know, can you uh, um bring me an extra desk? Sure, I'll bring you an extra desk. Can you clean up the spill and thing? Sure, I'll clean up the spill. Thank you so much, Mr. Gerald. Every all the kids love Mr. Gerald, our custodian. And and he's an amazing person. And he's like here, just doing his job every day. And he like I would I I like I, lo- I love that. I love that that's such a cool job to have that you can make. All these kids happy, all these teachers happy, all day long makes me happy. He makes me happy every day. The it's the little things that he does, you know, that he just notices and takes care of. And and so, Mr. Gerald, I, I would want to be you if I could. If I could be someone else,
1: that's awesome. And I I have I have to laugh first. I'll laugh and then I'll get serious again. But I I have to laugh about you saying Superman because. I told my two boys the other day that I'm not saying I'm Batman. I'm just saying that nobody's ever seen Batman and me in the same room at the same time. There you go. Which, you know, then I get the eye roll like, yeah, whatever, Dad. (laughs) Okay, (laughs) old man, go to the next room. But, um, you know, it's just so striking listening to you talk. I, I hearken back to the beginning of this episode where you said, I was born to do this. This is this is what I'm I'm about, being a leader. And a lot of people, a lot of people might say that, right? But then it comes down to what type of leader are you? And just the idea of you being a service-oriented leader is just so crystal clear that that you would answer that you think the custodian has the best job in the world because you get to make people happy and go around and serve people. That's fantastic. I just I just have to add that.
0: Thank you. I, thank. You. Like I said, I, I mean, I like I, I constantly think about that. And you don't have to contact trace or, um, <laughs> or you know, you just get to come <laughs> to work and do your thing, and that that's cool. Like that's yeah. cool.
1: <laughs> yeah. yeah. I, there are a lot of bonuses there that you could go along with contact yeah. tracing and all that. So the next one is is the showstopper. This is what everybody comes here to hear. What's the most important piece of advice for leaders? who are looking to better support, engage, and empower their teachers?
0: Well, it's thinking about the most important piece for leaders. For me, it's, be, and I, I would say this is for everybody, just to keep learning and keep listening. Really, I learned from you. I learned from everybody that, that is out there in the world doing these jobs. And I'm, I'm no better than any teacher in this building. I, I always tell my teachers, any suggestion I ever give after an observation, I probably saw in somebody else's classroom. You know, you know, It's not like I'm so brilliant that I made this up. Somebody else was doing it. And it might help you. So just keep learning. Uh, every day I walk into classrooms and see new things and learn new things from these kids, you know, and from their parents and from the families. I, I, so keep learning. The second part of it, we're probably sharing keep sharing, you know, building your, building your connections with the teachers you work with or the leaders in your district or outside your district, you know, but just, you know, everybody's different, but everybody's got the, the interests of our kids in mind. So just like be open and listen and pay attention to what's going on around you. That, that would be it. The other things that, like I said, and you said this earlier too, it's the little things. It's really a lot of the little things, you know, that you hope makes a difference. You know, you don't get to say what your own, what your legacy is in this business. You know, that's for somebody else to determine, you know, I, and I truly believe that. And I'll probably be dead when they say nice things about me. But, <laughs> but, but, but I hope they do say nice things. You know what I'm saying? So so you're always building on that always building on that you you brought up before about uh, about the signs you know if i like if i get tied up and i run outside and forget to put a hat on a, a silly hat one day the kids notice they notice if i you know if more than more than one or two buses arrives at a time and i don't get to give a high five to every kid they come over to find me that may, that's all part of their day and that's whether they know it now or not, it's something special. So it's the little—it's th- really the little things that you do every day for for unknown reasons. Like I said, the hats are are just because some kid decided that I looked funny in this hat one day, and so I wore it for him the next day, and then the next day I found a new hat, and now I have a hat on every day. I don't wear hats in my real life, but as the principal of, of our, my school, I got a different hat for these these people every single day. So it's the little things. It really is. It's the little things, and and that's you know, and and pay attention to those, and and like I said, keep learning.
1: That's awesome. You say keep learning and sharing. So this is first of all, I can't imagine anybody not wanting to get in touch with you. So I'm going to get that information from you and put it in the show notes. But you talk about learning and sharing. I have to mention the new pod slash video cast that you're doing, is, is it in just five minutes with Neely Bartley? Cause I watched it and you did your one word yeah. and it was awesome. Just
0: five minutes with Jay and Neely. Yep, Just five minutes with Jay and Neely. Again, it, it goes back to my ADD. Uh, <laughs> I, I, like I said, I, I, I get on this thing and then somebody else says this and I go to this thing and I go, and so I said, let's do something, but let's not make it too long or too short. So let's just do five minutes, and that way neither of us will be overwhelmed to start. And Neely was all on board. It's all her. She is. She is an inspiration. She's like like the array of sunshine for me. And um, she knows the technology that I don't have the time to pay attention to figure out. So so <laughs> Neely, just five minutes with Jay Neely. It's every other Sunday. Uh, a new one will be coming out. We're going to do a Twitter chat. The Sundays in between. It's going to be lots of fun. This, the first one was, you know, one word for 2022, you know, mine is purpose. And I believe it was purpose about four years ago, but that's a big part of my book too. What's the purpose? You know, what is the purpose of it? You know, whatever you're doing in your classroom, whatever you, like you say, getting on, you know, the, what was it? Welcome Wednesdays? Welcome sign Wednesdays. Welcome sign Wednesday. What's the purpose? At first it was something really cool to do, kind of follow, but now there's a real purpose to it. Oh yeah, you no. Know? There's a purpose and a message, you know. And yeah. and I think that and like I tell the teachers, everything you do, you know, should have a purpose. You know, if you put out you you know you put on music in the classroom, what's the purpose behind the music? If you give the kids a, a word search, which I, I'm not a fan of word searches, but then your purpose is because you needed five minutes to get organized. I get it. That's a purpose. You right. Know? Right. That's a purpose. And so as long as you know what your purpose is. That's, that's so important. So important. And for me, my purpose is to kind of just make school a better place, make school an amazing place for our kids, turn out kids that are going to change the world. And that's really what what my goal is.
1: Awesome. I'm going to leave it right there because I can't think of a better way to, uh, to end the show besides thanking you for coming on. Do me a favor, just uh, and I'll put them in the show notes, but what's the best way to get in touch with you for people that want to talk to you about stuff? you can
0: you can just get um Twitter's probably the easiest thing at J-A-Y-B-I-L-L-Y two. Or um, you know, email me at school or my Gmail is the letter J B I L L Y at 455 at Gmail.
1: Awesome. Yeah, I you you've said so much, Jay. I can't I can't thank you enough for being a guest on here. I've enjoyed talking to you. And you've just, you know, you've taken probably about 35, 40 minutes and given all kinds of information on culture and working with teachers and everything. So thank you very much.
0: Thank you. And thanks for what you're doing, Chris. This is really uh, powerful. Um, After listening to some of the podcasts, it's really powerful information that, that, again, keep learning. Just keep learning. You know, (laughs) I learned so much from all these people. Excellent.
1: Well, that's a wrap, but not the end next step be sure to take action on something you heard here today thanks for listening to the scene to lead podcast if you'd like to connect for any reason Email me at drchrissj at gmail.com or catch me on Twitter at drcsjones. If you've gotten any value from the Scene to Lead podcast, you can help me and other leaders create a world class environment through a teacher centric approach by subscribing to the show, leaving an honest rating and review, and sharing this episode on social media with your most valuable takeaway. Learn more at drcsjones.blog. Continue to improve. And go have a successful week.